So, listeners, <laughs> question of the day is how do I approach sound? It's a particularly special episode because... We have a guest, a special guest for the first time in the whole of short films, big questions, long and illustrious history. <laughs> we have a guest. The one and only, the one and only... Ollie Campbell. Yeah, Sam Ollie. Ryder. Welcome. Welcome, Ollie. What an intro. Thanks, guys. Long, long time. <laughs> I feel like we should have given listener. you a bigger intro. <laughs> I think that was pretty long good if I do say so myself. I mean, you know. um, but yeah, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be chatting with you guys. Um, and you know how much I love talking about sound. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to yeah, just uh, shooting the breeze and answering some questions and asking you some questions maybe. Might yeah, with you guys I mean, on the spot. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this, Ollie. We really appreciate it. Yeah, so much. So yeah. should we should we um be completely honest about what yeah, we did? I, today, I reckon right? yeah, yeah, you yeah. do you wanna do you wanna tell uh, us story? So, so basically Yarn and I <laughs> tried to do a sound design podcast together, just the two of us. Um one, the sound was really bad. because uh, <laughs> we tried doing it <laughs> we tried doing it outside. Uh, and uh, and two, we realised we didn't really know enough about sound design to do yeah. an episode on sound design. And Ollie even has with kindly the stepped in, even yeah. with the research, and Ollie's kindly stepped in, um, and he's going to help us through this this big question, uh, this big, very important question. Um, so yeah, again, thank you so much. Well, I feel yeah, feel honoured. I hope I hope I can do such a big question justice. It is a big question. That, you know, yeah. I'm sure you do just I, fine. I, you definitely can, man. You definitely yeah. can. <laughs> well, thank you. So we thought we'd start off with a question about um, what you do. So like, ha- and how you got to be where you are. Um, it's sort of like the question that J- a certain James Deacons asks <laughs> on Team Deacons podcast that we like very much. And Will does a really good impression of that. But we, w- we won't have to go into that one. Um, anyway, yeah. So like, how did you time. get to be a sound designer? And what is a sound designer as well? So I'll, I'll start with what is a sound designer. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So um, a sound designer, in the, in the context of short films, at least, is is um, the person who sort of handles all the post production of of the film, and it does what it says on the tin. Really, you, you sort of design the sound um, for the film. So everything that was uh, after you get everything recorded on set, you sort of um, you take that and then you add stuff, you take stuff away, you clean things up and, and um, you work closely with the director to sort of sculpt um, their vision of the film and the story and, and use sound to, to help do that. Mm, okay. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so like like a lot of sound designers, um, I sort of started with music. Um, I was really into music as a kid, played trumpet and uh, in a couple of bands. Um started making my own music and DJing and um, did some radio for a little bit. Um, and then I kind of, yeah, kind of fell into to sort of sound for moving image. Um, but I, yeah, I sort of really, really like the kind of creativity that you, you get with it as opposed to with music. Um, you know, music can be quite regimented sometimes and uh, it's obviously a very tough industry, but I feel like sound with moving, moving image. When I discovered sound design, it was like a real eye opener in, in, yeah, just the the sort of creativity and the collaboration as well. I really enjoy that aspect of it. Mm. Um, and did you get into that at university then, just doing sound design on its own? Yeah, actually, there was. Um, I did a little bit at university. We had a, an amazing tutor who was a dubbing mixer for BBC Natural History Unit. So. He's worked on loads of, of great kind of natural history programs with David Attenborough and um, there was another couple of 
couple of people there who were um, into acoustics and into yeah sound design for radio drama and um, so yeah there was a lot of inspiration at, at university definitely mm. um, yeah cool and then you just decided from there that you know that that's what you wanted to do you wanted to to work in sound design in in narrative film and then you started applying to sound designer positions outside of university yeah i sort of i sort of um tried a few things while i was at university and um and and sort of immediately afterwards as well like yeah like radio worked in radio for a little bit and did some worked as a live sound engineer for for venues for bands sort of low-key on the weekends um but yeah it was sort of sound design for moving image that i that i really sort of um applied myself to and really went for uh, and just got got very lucky with um with a, a foot in the door with my first job and kind of just you know worked on on my skills there and um yeah sort of worked my way up through junior roles and um i'm you know i'm still uh, in my current job i'm still a junior a junior sound designer but um so it's a long road but yeah um yeah. What was the, um, what was the first job that you worked on as a sound designer for Moving Image then? It was a film I did at university. Um, it was I think uh, yeah I, I was uh, it wasn't sort of a very well paid job obviously you just being being that sort of level but um, I did the the recording yeah the sort of on set production sound and the sound design for a kind of superhero comedy. Um, which I do, which is was absolutely awful. I found it again the other day and watched it back. And it's, <laughs> oh, it's, no. it's awful, but it's kind of it's not too too serious. So I think it's like it's okay that it's really bad. You know, it's not like <laughs> a, a, a try hard kind of really dark uh, introspective thing. It's like a a bit sort of tongue in cheek, but but yeah, I'm not not uh, proud of the work I did on that. But it was a yeah. great learning experience. Good, and, yeah, it's um, a start, I suppose. Yeah, and you've got you know, it's it's. I think it's good to to sort of get in early with that kind of stuff and, and make all those mistakes on on mm. yeah stuff right at the beginning Definitely. yeah oh it's worth I, saying just quickly before we carry on that ollie is sound designed both mine and will's films and then yeah. also you've, you've done two of my films haven't you ollie yeah and then you've yeah, just yeah. done last drop so you know we know each other pretty well and we've been you know all yeah. three of us have been working together for for a fair bit but yeah i just thought i'd yeah. throw that in there for a bit of context <laughs> Um, uh, what are you I, say, Will? I just was wondering, just uh, if we could go into uh, Ollie, the difference between because I didn't know this when I was starting out, like the kind of I wouldn't have known the difference between, you know, it's all under the same banner. It was all under the same banner sound to me. So I was wondering if you could go kind of into a bit more detail about the different roles within sound within the sound departments. You've obviously got all the on the on set stuff, and then and then the actual design afterwards yeah for sure yeah so um it's sort of split into two sound as, as a yeah as a as a whole it's sort of split into two where there's um production sound and then post-production sound um so production sound is uh, as you can guess is sort of everything recorded uh on set um so mainly a big focus on dialogue um and then produ uh, post-production sound is kind of everything else really so um that there's, that could range from uh, ADR, which is getting the actors' lines, you know, getting them to come in and reread some lines if there's noise or something, all the way up to uh, footsteps, foley, and um, yeah, the final mix. Um, and then post-production sound, you can kind of split 
uh, into I'd say f yeah four kind of food groups um, so there's yeah dialogue um, foley which is kind of props and footsteps um, and then sound design yeah so uh, foley music. is like just just a bit more on that for our listeners so that's yeah where you kind of you replicate noises afterwards so like you know actually you know walking um or like you know doing whatever sound it is so you can put that in the film and make it a bit crisper and a bit clearer what's going on or just giving it a different quality of what you want yeah uh, exactly so um so so foley is kind of there um the big distinction is that foley is performed whereas sound effects are kind of edited in so hmm. so foley is is performed by a foley artist um who has the the film in front of them and they watch it and, and they do the movements in sync with what they're watching um, and it's generally things like yeah it's generally um, props that the actors interact with that's kind of the yeah the sort of simplified definition um, okay yeah cool interesting and then um, so, yeah sorry I was yeah, going to say so, so like um, so production sound is a sound recordist a sound production mixer yep and then post-production sound sound design folly artist and i'm sure there are a lot more complicated terms for, for lots of different different jobs on different levels of films in terms of how big they are but is that kind of a basically is that is that correct yeah so it's it really yeah it really does depend on the size of the production and, mm. and the budget um so you know maybe more applicable to short films the the production sound mixer and the boom operator will be one in the same person yeah um, whereas on a higher budget film you might have multiple boom operators or mm -hmm. or um <clears throat> uh yeah and then a sound mixer with a cart with a, a mixing board and um yeah so that kind of scales up and, and so then... they sorry so they the production mixer will mix the boom and the lav mics right the together into one track yeah so tracks, but... Yeah, so the production mixer is there's their their role is to kind of capture whatever's being recorded on the microphones, and then um, yeah, on larger scale productions, they create a mix track. So they'll have a, a physical mixing desk with faders in front of them, and they'll in real time they'll they'll mix together um, different lav mics and the booms to get the best possible sound, um, which is then used by the editor down the line. Um, mm. But they still they still record all the tracks in isolation, so that in post production you have the best sort of control over the individual elements but they yeah they sort of mix a, a track that's that's used as like a guide gotcha so yeah so for our purposes we've got our you know we've got the sound for our short film on location you'll have your sound recordist and then most likely your sound designer in post-production that's basically it so the sound department yeah, is really pretty much two people on a, on a short film on a, on a relatively low budget short film i'd say um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think this it's pretty common for for short films for the, the sound designer to handle all of all of the post production themselves, or you know maybe maybe one or two people. But yeah, on on low budget shorts, or, yeah, it's kind of um, yeah one sound recordist, one sound designer, or or one person who who does all of it. You know, I think yeah. that's a lot more common as well in in um, uh, countries where the film the film industry isn't so developed as it is here that even up to kind of mid mid uh, mid budget sort of productions it's often um people are a lot more kind of multi-faceted in in sound hmm. interesting it's really interesting um i was going to delve into um 
your process so what your steps what steps are that you take as a sound designer what your process is when you're working with a director on a short film for example I mean obviously both of us have worked with you as well so we've maybe touched on that a little bit but generally what your process is um, with yeah, yeah, sure. working on short films um, so <clears throat> I'd like to you know with both with both of the um, with both of you I think you've got me involved fairly early on in the process which I think is really important to um, you know if you want to have really interesting and, and meaningful sound design I think that's that's something that I've I've really liked working with both of you is the fact that um, you know we can have conversations about the film before you know what before you've even finished writing the script sometimes or or uh, before it's been shot as well I think that's that's um, something that I think is really good um, and yeah I'd recommend it any any directors listening if they're they're looking for someone to do post-production sound on their film to to think start thinking about it before you know before it gets to the edit um, I think it's, it's really useful yeah and you can come up with some interesting uh, yeah I saw that a lot things. you know like um, we discussed that in our, you know, in in our first go at the the sound podcast a lot. Like in, in our research about how it's so important to to kind of um, think about sound in the writing process, at least in pre production. Um, and loads of people saying that you know so many mistakes they're made by people when they get to post production. They're like, oh man, if if only we thought about sound initially, then then our problems would be solved. Um, yeah exactly and and i think also it's um <clears throat> if you're getting sound involved early on it's kind of it just allows a bit more uh freedom for all the departments to collaborate with each other is collaboration is very hard when when you know you're handed something at the end of a process um, mm. to do your bit you know each of the, the you know each of the the processes in filmmaking are kind of separated out in in time once once you get to the end kind of all collaboration opportunities yeah. are gone really so um, you're more of a you're, you're more of a technician in that respect rather than an artist yeah. if it's just if it's just led to left to the end yeah exactly yeah i think you yeah you, you are kind of um yeah your hands forced a little bit there's only so much you can do in terms of um so yeah for example if there's a, a shot of um you know a nice establishing shot or a close-up of a footstep or something um if it's kind of all set in stone, there's only so much you can do. Whereas if you say you had um, a shot of someone walking in the rain in, on like some gravel, if you if you um, you know if you have that conversation early about what role sound can play in the storytelling, then you could maybe you know try edit edit editing um, stuff to different lengths to allow sound time to to tell the story rather than um, yeah rather than sort of waiting till the end of the process yeah. Yeah. Um, so, do how do you find, or have you found, working on short films or bigger projects like that, that the sound design is often left to the end, like you're saying that it can be, or do do people, you know, are they underestimating the ability that you'll have through a storytelling for your storytelling to actually bring that in at an early stage? Um, yeah, I think it is kind of it is sort of a natural a natural thing to happen. Um, when you get to the end of the process because sound is sound is sort of the last well one of one of the last stages in in the post-production process so it is sort of natural for for um for it to come to the end and then not have any wiggle room to to be able to change stuff um but also i think maybe it is to do with 
um, directors with maybe not as much experience or or, or um, directors who come from a visual background, which I'd imagine is probably probably a lot of them um, coming from, yeah, sort of having an eye on cameras and, and um, editing and things like that. So maybe it's, it's something to do with that. But um, yeah, I, th I have seen it a lot. I think I think um, as as a director, would you agree, guys? As a director, when when you do more and more films, like you you sort of get a handle on um, how the different parts of the film process can can um, sort of work together and 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 help each other. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I suppose actually, like you know in terms of because so, so i've made like two proper short films as it were and then with the first one i didn't really think about sound very much until the end of the process with you and then i felt it was hard it was i made it harder for myself and you on that pro, on with that process but then by thinking about it actually in the script you know by by forcing myself to think while i was writing because i wrote mm. the my latest short film that I found it really just kind of gave me more creative opportunity, creative opportunities, I guess it kind of broadened my, my horizon in terms of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Um, so I suppose, yeah, because I, because of then, because I understood then how it worked together, then it helped me, I suppose, incorporate sound in, in the, in the last one anyway, not that I've really got it down to a science or anything, but you know, that that's generally so, my, my sorry, opinion. So you were, when you were writing the next one, your short film, you had yeah. sound in mind while you were writing. How yes. early on in the drafts were you had, did you have sound? I think I had it straight away. So like in the first, um, so I thought like over, over black, I had like the sound of a car approaching the, the, the camera, for example. Um, mm. I had written that and then I also had an, a kind of vague notion of the fact that there'd be very different like nature atmos for each chapter because there are different chapters of the mm. this little short so I had those ideas in my head from during the writing process um, yeah. maybe that was just because it was slightly to do with the type of film it was but um, mm. yeah I did I did think it think about it Right, yeah, I remember going for a drink with you, Yain, and, and, and looking through the script together for that film and, and kind of talking about sound, um, yeah, in the script and where where there would be opportunities to kind of, you know, hand over to sound to, to tell part of the story and hand back to dialogue or, or, or whatever. Mm, yeah, and include, there's, a, there's a transition actually in, my, in the film where she takes a sip of a, of a fizzy can and then the sound of the can mm. transitions into the, the tire on the ground. And again, that was something that wasn't my idea, actually. That was Hansel's idea. But it was something that I sort of wrote in the script as well and had in mind. That that I, that transition idea, was that something... Because I remember seeing a cut of that. Was that transition with sound? Because it, it only works with the sound design, that transition. Because um, yeah. I remember seeing a cut of it, and said, "I that was one of my comments was like that doesn't this doesn't work because <laughs> because the sound design hadn't been done." And I remember you specifically yeah. said to me, "He's like no 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 because it's gonna work when yeah. you know Ollie um Ollie does the sound design on that bit." So, yeah. but that specific transition, you said Hansel came up with that idea. How early on did he come up with that idea? I think it was when I maybe actually to be fair is when I sent him an early draft of the script. And then got his opinion, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, you might want to think about 
um, a, a transition of sorts, like um, a, a sound link, I think he called it. Um, and then, yeah, so, so I got the idea from him, basically. Um, um, I think I think that's a really good example, actually, like because um, it's, it's a match cut, basically, isn't it? Where you, you kind of mm. you match together two two shots really close together, so they're they're kind of seamless, and the sound helps create that seamlessness. But that that's the, a really good example of something that it wouldn't it wouldn't be possible to to pull that off if if you hadn't thought about sound early on. Yeah, you know, if if you were trying to create that that shot, but you you'd left it right until the end of the process to talk about how sound can help i don't think it would have worked as well yeah totally um yeah, uh, yeah i just feel absolutely. like making it up in the edit wouldn't have been as effective yeah like, no way yeah. yeah you need to have that idea in mind okay so I, I guess um talking about sound design before or while you're writing and definitely before you shoot can actually help with how with the rhythm and the pacing of, of your short film as well um and so ollie i, I remember we talked about the the soundscape of the pub at the beginning and how empty it needed to feel um and how that kind of slowly changed and i think that really affected how i edited and definitely how i shot as well uh the film Mm. i was wondering if you could talk more a bit like kind of maybe go into that and like the thought process and like the conversations that we may have that we had before before shooting and during the writing process as well yeah sure yeah um yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't realise that that was that that kind of had an effect on on the sort of establishing shots for that film. But there's actually a really good example of of that. Um, there's a sound designer called Randy Tom who's worked on loads of. Do you know what? That's the that's one of the quote of the day. We're going to be using his quote of the day later on. We oh, really? Quote, quote sorry, quote of the episode we have. I can't believe you <laughs> um, said that. <laughs> we use his um, <laughs> like, no stuff. <laughs> yeah, Randy Tom is. Um, yeah he's he's yeah worked on some amazing amazing films but he he's um he's got a blog uh, which is a really interesting read if if any of your listeners want want to do sort of a deep dive into sound design for for films there's there's some really good resource, resources on there mm. um but one one of the things that i saw um he posted was a kind of a script rewrite that he's done uh from an, an old an old film that was never made um but he's kind of gone back and sort of rewritten bits of the script oh, to I've include include sound do you know what um, i think you sent it to me ollie i think you sent it to me um I'm, i might well have done yeah but yeah. but one yeah one of the um <clears throat> one of the things that that goes back to what you were saying will is is about um yeah about establishing shots and about the lengths of the kind of pacing and um yeah and just kind of trying to think of sound as as just another tool in in the arsenal to to help tell the story so um, I know we talked about with that pub how the pub was going to feel and, and almost like treating the pub as a character in, in the film and, and, and thinking along those lines like what characteristics do we want the pub to have and, and, and how would you tell that story with sound so um, <clears throat> you know making it sound a certain way making it sound kind of old and decrepit or um, yeah a bit run down and and um, Thinking about that early on means that if you've got that in mind when you, when you're shooting, then yeah, you, you'll be more likely to get kind of um, yeah shots of of things that may not look very interesting visually, but then actually those are sometimes the best things um, to help you know help sound kind of um, really add something. So you know, a dusty shot of a bar might not look that 
interesting just on its own but then once you add sort of layers of ambience or like dust you know dust or dripping in the background or that can really help um set the scene i think i think yeah yeah interesting i mean i was going to say just to tie your point up about rhythm will um just just was thinking about it like i suppose edgar wright's going back to that reference they the sound has a rhythm doesn't it so perhaps as you if you're writing if you're a writer director or just a writer then you are writing with this with this kind of maybe it's more of subconscious but a, a rhythm with the sound or that's and that's something you you collaborate with the sound designer to mm. to really kind of um lock down does that sound does that ring true to you ollie like that kind of yeah absolutely thinking? and I, th I think it even goes as you know goes into um, the picture edit as well there's you know you've got to have rhythm between mm. your picture edits and and um <clears throat> you know some some of the some some of the great films have kind of rhythm in in the sound and the picture one one example uncut gems i was looking at something uh, from that the other day that's got a really amazing kind of rhythm to the cuts which is um yeah which is kind of creates like an unsettling feel which is helped by the sound as well they kind of both play off each other to create a kind of a rhythm mm. interesting um i thought i'd just um ask a question about I suppose your step-by-step -step process, what you'd like to do, and there might not be a step-by-step -step process, in which case that's absolutely fine. But do you like to basically, like you say, have a conversation very early on in the process, maybe before the script is even done, and then just keep an open dialogue, chat, 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 uh, and then just be sending cuts back and forth? Or is there something a little bit more specific that you like to do? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely um, a, a kind of strict order well strict i say strict but there's definitely an, an order of um which parts of the sound to approach first once you get into post-production but um yeah before that lots of yeah conversations and and kind of chats about the what the character you know the characters and the story um i like one of the things i like to do quite early on is to um after reading the script is to kind of identify um, like a list of recordings that might be useful for the film. So, yeah, we, um, uh, Will and I were talking about that. How when we met up with you, you annotated the script and looked mm. at different points and um, yeah, what what points like recordings and ideas that you had for it for each little bit. But yeah, please continue. Yeah, so if there's something if there's something specific, so like yeah, in with your film, there was uh, kind of lots of focus on the ambiences and the the natural sounds. So. I had that in mind early on and and kind of you know whenever i was out out I'd take a recorder with me and try and capture some sounds that might be useful uh, mm. like rain or wind or uh, forest ambience or bird song or something which is um, just so cool do you just take a little like is that just like a little like zoom or something and then record that mm. with that yeah i've got i've got one within arm's reach at all times pretty much wow <laughs> i know I, I yeah um yeah, I've got one with me when I go camping or wherever, mm. go on holiday. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's really useful to have, and I, th I think it's definitely something that is. It's a really great way to to kind of make sure that the sound the sound is unique to to whatever project you're working on, because you know no one else is going to use that sound there's there's so many sort of sound tropes that you hear in in films that you, you can kind of recognize or you hear over and over again but if you record stuff yourself it's you know that it's sort of personal to you and it's unique and um and yeah, it's just cool. really satisfying yeah. as well 
So like with, with your film, Will, there was a kind of tremor, like an earthquake sort of scene. And as soon as I read that, I knew that there, I didn't really have enough material in, in my library to, to sort of be able to do that. So um, I made sure that I recorded some stuff for that specifically, like glasses clinking and rattling and kitchen table rattling and um, yeah, stuff like that. that you can just add in as, as layers. Mm. That's awesome. Cool. So it's just like, like you say, like um, having that dialogue in the pre-production phase, talking about the story and what kind of story you're trying to tell, and I suppose how the sound is going to support that, and then, and then you're as well, you're kind of creating more clips if you need them for a sound library that you can then put in the film, and then you get into the more technical stuff. Yeah, and I think yeah, an- another thing which which is really good to do is is once you've you know if you've got this library of sounds or um, even reading through the script and, and kind of bringing stuff out of you know pre-existing recordings that you've got, um, sending stuff to the picture editor is really useful um, because kind of yeah giving mm. giving sounds you know sounds and um, ambiences or specific sound effects to so that when you you guys as a director and the picture editor sit down to to start chopping the film up then it you know might it might um, sort of influence some of the length of the shots or or mm. I don't know something might kind yeah of... yeah that's interesting because then you're doing it alongside the edit you're not doing it you're not going edit sound design grade or sorry edit grade sound design you kind of you're doing the editing and you're getting little bits and pieces as you go and oh, we didn't really do that on ours I know I'm just thinking now I really have <laughs> done that <laughs> yeah, I think, think it's quite cons- you do constrain yourself a little bit because you have the picture lock and then and then do the sound design and and everything around it and the sound design can change how you see it so much that you may want to then recut yeah yeah i think sorry carry on it yeah it it kind of opens up the conversation and about yeah about collaboration between picture the picture department the sound department um early on and yeah and just you know like i was saying before gives you more tools to your arsenal more flexibility of how maybe how you know how you want to tell the story mm. cool damn i wish i'd done that <laughs> <laughs> yeah now we've learned something there yeah learned <laughs> which, a lot already yeah which um, might bring us on to that question will that you had maybe about the learning oh the what could we as filmmakers have done better yeah yeah I yeah think that's a good, i mean that's like a good question so yeah. obviously we've worked with both you've worked with both of us so Who's what better? could Yian have done better? <laughs> what could what could Yian have done? Give give Yian some very very critical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really... editing it, so I'm just going to cut out all the bad bits about me. And all, yeah, you know. we're going to listen back. Yian like, right. was the what? perfect director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit a bit Yian, perfect. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, sorry. So both of us, what could we we both have done better? Um, yeah. Tricky one for you. Um, yeah, yeah you're you really putting me on here. the spot there. Yeah. 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 Um, I think, yeah, just what, I mean, that was my bad for not, for not bringing it up at the time, but yeah, sending, sending recordings to you guys when, when you were editing would have been really helpful, I think. Um, yeah, but that was something I should, I should have, um, I should have brought up as well. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I, I was really, really pleased to be involved on both projects really early on in the, in, in the process. I think that's, that's like a, that's amazing to to have that opportunity that's something that i think you both did really well would you say so to kind of go on go on from that and take you off the spot 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a mean uh, question, actually, isn't it? <laughs> um, but no, it's a good. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Um, so because so as Yai and I proved to ourselves trying to do this podcast without you, uh, this episode. Um, how much of a technical knowledge and i think it's like what david fincher says is like try and get a technical knowledge of absolutely everything on set because then no one can pull the wool over your eyes but how how much of a technical understanding do you think the director needs when they're coming approaching the sound in their project yeah i think that's a really that's a really interesting question um i think you don't necessarily have to have a real deep technical understanding of of kind of the ins and outs of of sound but it's it's good definitely good to to understand the process and you know the different steps that are involved in uh production and post-production um <clears throat> but i think even as even as a sound designer have being sort of overly technical is is not always um advantageous so it can be kind of uh, counterproductive sometimes if you focus in too much on the, the technical the, min- the minutise sometimes it sort of hinders you um, but I guess it's I guess it co- sort of goes back to like the relationship between the director and the sound designer and, and trust that y- you know there's you don't necessarily need to be an expert on the technical side of sound because you've got someone on your team who is you know so so having that trust um in that your sound designer you know does can handle the technical side of things maybe gives you um room as a director to think about sound more creatively uh and you know approach the sound with you know thinking about emotion and story and and character and and you know rather than um getting too sort of bogged down in the the technical side but i think um Sorry, sorry, go on, Will. Well, yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you agree, but I feel like with a lot of filmmaking, a lot of sides of filmmaking, um, there is, you kind of, there's kind of equal parts technical and creative. Maybe not equal parts, but, every, but you know, most aspects of filmmaking, I'd say, have, have, a, have like a, a bit of both. So, yeah, it's good to kind of have a handle on creative the creative side of things and a little bit on the technical but i wouldn't say it's sort of vital to be to be an expert so the best um going on from that then like the best way that so going away from pre-production production stuff so in the mix and you've kind of done your first sound mix what's the best way to get the best out of you is it talking through the emotion that you're trying to convey with that sound and how the sound can help that like the best way to be directed i guess or like that you found um is the best way to be directed on these short films with the directors like what's the how have they got the best out of you um well i think yeah i mean obviously everyone's different and everyone's got their preferred ways of working but for me personally i like i i like um direction that is more based on yeah sort of the feeling that you you want to get from the sound rather than specifics rather than kind of yeah sort of um the macro more of the kind of whatever the big one is i don't know (laughs) the uh yeah yeah, like the white yeah like the um 
yeah the kind of the the high level ideas like how do you want a scene to feel how do you how do you want a character to feel through sound um and yeah and i think rather than technical understanding i think something that would be really useful for directors to develop is just kind of a vocabulary around sound because it is it's kind of it is weird trying to talk about sound with <clears throat> with words because it's it's a uh, it's very subjective sometimes and and can be quite abstract so so yeah trying to develop like a vocabulary and a way to to talk about sound critically is a good skill for a director to have i think yeah awesome that's very uh, very interesting to hear actually can can i ask one last question before yian's quote of the day it's definitely yian's <laughs> quote of the day uh, this this episode um um, just because I'm curious personally and I'd like to, to see it but um, and if you can't think of one immediately don't worry um, I was wondering if there is a film that you've seen recently or if there was just one, one of your favourite film that you have for sound design so a film that you've seen recently that has really kind of impressed you or inspired you from a sound design point of view mm, um, yeah that's Think, am I allowed to pick? It's not a film, but it's a TV series. Oh yeah, um, of course. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I only <laughs> no. Was... <laughs> what do you I... think? This is short TV series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's something that I, I should have watched when it came out, but I only just got round to it, which is uh, Chernobyl, the TV series. Oh, mm, I haven't that, seen that. The, it's so the, good. When, when you really. watch it, yeah, because you should watch it. When you watch it keep an ear out for the yeah the sound design and the music i think it's just it just blows my mind i'm, I'm only halfway through it so i haven't even finished it but just the way that the the sound design and the music um sort of interact with each other and 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 weave together is yeah it's, it's really kind of inspiring i think um okay yeah, it's just there's yeah, it's just things like um, there's a music cue, or you think it's a music cue, and then and then it kind of morphs into the sirens of something, or there's like an air raid siren or an ambience that morphs into music, and you're never quite sure w which when it's music and when it's sound design, which I think is really impressive that mm. they managed to pull that off, and and just it's really kind of um, uh, I don't know the word, but yeah, it's just it's, yeah, it's good. Working man. Sounds good. I love that show. I think it's fun. It's it was yeah, incredible. Yeah, right, watch it. Wicked. Should we should we do a little quote? Um, so Ollie, here at Short Films Big Questions, we yeah we finish our episodes with quotes. Um, so we've got um, a quote today from one of your heroes, Randy Tom. Um, <laughs> he who is a sound designer on um, the Re one of the sound designers on the Revenant and also Fantastic Beasts, one of the Fantastic Beasts films. Um, and many, many more. Um, and what he says is, and I think it's quite appropriate to actually a lot of what we've spoken about today, is that he says, um, what I propose is that the way for a filmmaker to take advantage of sound is not simply to make it possible to record good sound on the set or simply to hire a talented sound designer composer to fabricate sounds, but rather to design the film with sound in mind to allow sound's contributions to influence creative decisions in the other crafts. So yeah. That's the very, quote. Ooh. Yeah, very good. Yeah, very and check good. out his Randy blog as Tom, well. He's the man. Wicked Amazing. man. 
All right. Holly, well, that's you're it. an absolute legend for coming on. Uh, thank. We can't thank you enough. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, yeah man, you, you absolutely guys. nailed it. That was so useful. Thank you both for having me on. It's like a real, yeah, it's a real privilege to be the first guest. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, it's been um, it's been great chatting to you guys. Oh, so, same yeah, thank here, you, man. Thank you, Thanks, and you, Ollie. It's always a pleasure. Um, well, All do you right, want to say then. bye as well to the listeners, Ollie? Goodbye, listeners. Bye, listeners. Bye, multitude of listeners. <laughs> bye, listeners. <laughs>